Welcome to another episode of Addiction Audio, the podcast from the journal Addiction. In this episode, I was lucky enough to speak with Dr. Claire Garnett, a research fellow who works in the Tobacco and Alcohol Research Group at UCL. She has recently published a paper using the Smoking Toolkit study to explore changing patterns in tobacco and nicotine product use behaviour over recent years. I asked her about her findings. First off, can I just get you to introduce yourself, please? Of course, my name's Claire Garnett and I'm a research fellow at University College London in the Tobacco and Alcohol Research Group here. And I'm speaking to you today because you, uh, you've just published a paper in addiction. So can you tell us uh, what the paper was about? Of course. So this paper compared smokers' characteristics from 2008 to 2017 to provide a fuller account of whether there have been any changes in their smoking and their quitting behaviour over these 10 years. And that was smokers in, in the UK or in England? or So this was in England specifically. And what did you find? So we found that actually smokers' smoking and quitting behaviour changed substantially as smoking prevalence has decreased. And there were lots of these changes. So it seemed that cigarette dependence had decreased. Um, and this was indicated by a decrease in the number of cigarettes per day, as well as a decrease in the time to the first cigarette score, where higher scores represent a shorter time to the first cigarette in the morning. There was also an increase in the proportion of non-daily smokers, but the proportion of smokers who are currently trying to quit or to cut down uh, had decreased over the last 10 years. The proportion of smokers using e-cigarettes increased from zero in 2008 to about 19% in 2017. And there was also an increase in using pharmacological support during a quit attempt, but a decrease in the use of behavioural support. Wow, so quite a lot has changed then over just, I guess, a 10-year, 9-year time period. Yeah, a lot had changed and it surprised me actually the extent to which all of these smoking and quitting behavioural characteristics had changed across this 10-year period. Can you tell us a little bit about um, sort of the methodology that you use? How do you go about trying to look at these kind of changes over time across a whole country? Yeah, so we use data from the Smoking Toolkit study and this uses repeated cross-sectional monthly household surveys. So over the 10-year period, we were looking at over 40,000 smokers who are aged 16 and plus in England. Wow, so it's a really, really big sample size. Yeah, Yeah. and we also compared, we looked at how smokers' sociodemographics had changed and also compared whether there were any changes in the non-smokers' sociodemographic characteristics. So in terms of the total population, um, the total sample of this study, including smokers and non-smokers, we had over 200,000 respondents to the surveys. And did any of the results that you found particularly surprise you? I think the one that we found particularly interesting, and I'm not quite sure about surprising, but that there's a popular theory that as smoking prevalence uh, decreases, that the remaining smokers will sort of become hardened. This is known as the hardening hypothesis. So remaining smokers either being unable or unwilling to quit smoking. Actually, what Mm. this study showed was that as smoking prevalence has decreased over this 10-year period, that remaining smokers seem to be less dependent on cigarettes, which then contradicts the hardening hypothesis. But also less likely to quit or cut down. Yes, exactly. Very, yeah, very interesting findings. And one of the things that I was quite surprised at was that one of the things I've heard said about as smoking was reduced at a population level that potentially it could increase health inequality as that might be it might be different in terms of different socio-demographic groups 
people with more support might find it easier to quit, for example. But your findings didn't really back that theory up, did they? Yeah, so our study showed that there actually hadn't been a change in the social gradient in smoking prevalence, which I suppose suggests that England's approach to reducing smoking prevalence has been equally successful across different occupational groups but also indicates that there has been a lack of progress in reducing the social gradient. So what do you think the implications of your findings are? I suppose following on from that point that potentially more action is required to reduce the uh, social inequality in smoking, which seems to have been persistent across these 10 years. And in relation to the finding that there's been a decrease in smokers attempting to cut down or quit smoking, we think this could reflect budget cuts on tobacco control, including mass media expenditure and stop smoking services, which potentially highlights the need to then reinstate and improve easy access uh, to these services. Are there any limitations or caveats that go around your findings? Yes, so in terms of the findings around the hardening hypothesis and evidence for that, we didn't have a measure for motivation to quit included um, in the survey from the start of the current study period. So we couldn't analyse how motivation to quit had changed and therefore inform conclusions surrounding the surrounding the hardening hypothesis. Another limitation was that we have a reliance on recall data for the variables that related to the smokers quitting behaviour, which involved them recalling the past year, which introduced scope for bias. And finally, before we wrap up, um, what are the key take-home messages that you hope the people who read your paper in addiction and the people who listen to this podcast will take away from your from your study? So the first would be that smokers today are showing fewer signs of cigarette dependence than a decade ago, but that there has been a worrying decline in the proportion of smokers trying to quit or cut down. And I think secondly, that there's been no change in the proportion of smokers who are in low paid and manual occupation groups. Well, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to speak to me today. Thank you very much for having me. And there we are. Thanks again to Claire for taking the time to speak with me. We have a lot of exciting episodes coming up, including ones about GHB, the EMCDDA, and about youth alcohol use. So join us soon for another episode. Bye.